Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is there anything more devastating than not being known? Anything worse than a remark misunderstood, motives ascribed to you that are unfair? How awful it is to be in the midst of anger or grief and have another not know you or to try to calm you with cliches, it will get better, don't dwell on it. Everything happens for a reason. These well-meaning words seem to erase us by not listening to us, looking past us and our hurt, or the terrible unknowing when a loved one sunk in dementia no longer recognizes us. And don't we all secretly fear that we will be forgotten unknown after death. So how awful it is to hear the words of the bridegroom in this parable to the five late arriving bridesmaids begging entrance to the wedding feast. Truly, I tell you, I do not know you. I do not know you. If we take this parable as a parable of judgment, which, spoiler alert, it is, and thus the bridegroom to be Christ at the wedding feast of the Lamb, the last party to which we will ever be invited, then it is excruciating to imagine those words ever said to us. How could it be that the one who created us in whom we live and move and have our being, who knit us together in our mother's womb, who has searched us out and known us, how could our creator ever say, I do not know you? Well, for this and for the next two Sundays, we have nothing but parables of judgment as we head towards Christ the King, and each of these parables center on knowledge, our knowledge of God and God's knowledge of us, and that knowledge comes from relationship, time spent together, trust built up over time. We do not know God unless we are in relationship with God. And it seems God knows us when we nurture our relationship with him. And how exactly are we in relationship with God? Well, I suspect you know the answers as well as I do. We enter into relationship with God by studying scripture, by praying with scripture, allowing the story of God and God's people to become our story, to allow it to shape our lives. 
In prayer, both in talking to God and in listening to God, we befriend God, giving God time in our lives, honestly sharing our worries, our hurts, our anger, our questions, our fear, trusting God with the truth of our lives, with our deep vulnerabilities, our shames, our sins. And in doing so, we learn the depths of God's love and mercy. We deepen in our relationship with God by loving and serving those whom God loves best, the sick, the grieving, the poor, the homeless, the imprisoned, the widowed, the stranger, and all children. For in loving them, we come to see the face of Christ. We enter into relationship with God more deeply when we trust him enough to give away some of what he has given us, giving our time and service to others in the church, giving away our money as a thanksgiving for what we have been given. And in doing so, we learn that we can trust God, rely on God. And in this pledge season, I would be remiss if I didn't say that means carefully considering what God is asking of you of what you can give that is a meaningful amount, a percentage of what you have, not just what's left over after everything else is paid. That's not trust. We enter into relationship with God more fully when we worship each week, offering our praise and thanksgiving to God, entering into fellowship with God's people, those we love and those we don't love as we should, right here at All Saints. But of course, you know all this. <laughs> These are the lessons of Sunday school, after all. Surely the bridesmaids knew this, the foolish and the wise ones. Like us, they had been invited to a great wedding banquet. They came with their lamps, eager to welcome and light the way of the bridegroom. But then the bridegroom was delayed. First they waited gamely, and then they grew drowsy, and then they fell asleep, and then their lamps grew dim. And aren't we waiting too? After all, the invitations were issued 2,000 years ago, and we're still waiting. After all, it sometimes seems God is absent quiet when our own lives aren't turning out the way we planned. Sometimes the night is dark. Grief or fear or worry beset us in our lives and our own lamps start to flicker. The oil runs low. And what do we do then? How do we wait? How do we wait? Do we stay in relationship with God? Do we continue to talk to God in prayer, to seek God in worship in the face of our friends and in the face of those in need? Do we continue to give and to serve and to study scripture? Even when God seems to be taking a long time, do we try to know God? Do we let God know us?
it's tempting while waiting to give up some of these spiritual disciplines, tempting to rely more and more on ourselves, doing what we like or what's easy, hoarding our money and our time, convinced that maybe it is all down to us to save ourselves. It's tempting even to begin thinking wrongly about God. Maybe God hasn't invited us to the party. Maybe when we see God face to face, we will face a harsh judge who will let us in or keep us out based on all that we have done or failed to do. When we get out of relationship with God, that's easy to do. Like the servant in the parable we'll hear next week, we might begin to believe that God is a harsh master and thus we will hide what God has given us, play it safe, fear God, rather than take risks for God. Like the foolish bridesmaids in today's parable, we might believe that if our lamps are out, we will not be let into the party. And what about those bridesmaids and their oil and their lamps? Is it possible the oil is the relationship they've been nurturing throughout their lives? Their prayers and conversations with God, getting to know God through acts of mercy and humility by loving neighbor and enemy, by forgiving over and over and over, by learning to trust God by giving away some of what has been given to them. The wise bridesmaids have been storing up this oil, getting to know God better and better, allowing themselves to be shaped and known by God, becoming more and more like Christ. And so when the poor, foolish bridesmaids ask to borrow some oil, the wise ones say no, which makes them seem awfully nasty. But if their oil is their relationship with God, they literally cannot give it away. After all, we cannot borrow grace. We cannot get the experience of God, a relationship with Christ from someone else. This is something that we can only develop with God over our lifetime. We can only know God by spending time with God, by risking to trust God, by remaining faithful even in the waiting times. We can only know God if we trust that God is a great host dying to have us at the great wedding feast. Judgment is coming one day. That's true. Though many of us give little thought to that time since we've been waiting for so long. But here's the thing. The judgment is a party. It's a wedding feast to which we've already been invited. Even if we're a mess, even if we haven't managed to pray and worship well, even if we haven't been as generous with others with our money as we've meant to be, even then God wants us at the party. The mistake that the foolish bridesmaids make 
isn't running out of oil, it is running out of trust. The mistake is leaving the party to get more oil. It was in relying on themselves to make themselves worthy of the party to which they had already been given entree. For who of us doubts that had they stayed, trusting the invitation of the bridegroom, that the bridegroom would joyfully have welcomed them in? But they left. They left the one job they had, which was to wait for the bridegroom, left to try to make it right at the last minute. After all, the bridegroom doesn't say to them, I don't want you, or I don't love you, or I didn't invite you. What he says is, I don't know you, because they didn't bother to get to know him. They didn't store up their oil over time, getting to know the bridegroom as he is, faithful, loving, forgiving. And at the crucial moment, they weren't ready, and they disappeared. They lost their faith. So, beloved, keep the faith. Say your prayers, love one another, trust in God so that when the dark comes and come it will, when the waiting seems too long and at times it will, you will stay put, trusting the bridegroom will arrive. But even if you don't do any of that, even if you're a wreck, Prayers unsaid, faith shaky, afraid of the dark, do not run away. Stay put. For God recognizes us best in our weakness. And God will find you if you're waiting. God will open the door, welcome you into the wedding banquet where lights are blazing, music playing, joy overflowing, and when finally you will know God as you most assuredly are known. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.